You're listening to the Modern Vital Podcast, which explores the relationship between environmental factors and human health. Here is your host, Dr. Ben Reebs, founder of Portland Clinic of Natural Health and Modern Vital, elevating health and well-being one journey at a time. Stay tuned for fun, practical, and thought-provoking health tips, along with suggestions and insights into optimizing health and preventing chronic disease through integrative, naturopathic, and functional medicine approaches. Your body is unique, powerful, and intelligent. Your treatment should be too. On today's episode of the Modern Vital Podcast, we're going to discuss how autoimmune disease can be triggered or caused by environmental factors. Our Modern Vital Fact of the Day is that autoimmune disease occurs in three stages. In stage one, we have antibodies but no symptoms. This could last for a few years. For example, we might have a positive rheumatoid factor, which we see in things like rheumatoid arthritis, but no symptoms of arthritis, no joint pain. In the second stage, we have antibodies in the blood and we begin to see symptoms. And our function is beginning to be a little bit affected, but it's not significantly impacted. For example, we might have a positive RF factor or rheumatoid factor and have um, a little bit of joint pain, but we can still uh, get around and uh, go through our day without um, significant uh, impact. And then in the third stage, we have antibodies and symptoms and our function is significantly impacted, right? It's beginning to falter. Our function becomes compromised. This is full-blown autoimmune disease and our body is now under attack. According to research, it can take anywhere from one to 19 years for this stage to be reached. And then we are in full-blown autoimmune disease. So let's start our talk by defining autoimmune disease. In autoimmune disease, the body's immune system attacks its own cells, its own tissues and organs, perceiving them as foreign threats. And this then leads subsequently to inflammation and tissue destruction and damage, as well as a wide variety of symptoms and complications, depending on the disease we're talking about and depending on what uh, body organs are targeted uh, in that specific autoimmune process. It's now known that autoimmune disease takes place as a result of two factors or two things, genetic susceptibility and environmental stimuli. In other words, our genes meet a factor from the environment which triggers them and then our immune system becomes dysregulated as a result and we start an autoimmune process in our bodies. For example, there could be an infection in our microbiome, in our gut, which then could create or generate what's called an autoreactive T cell. Autoreactive just means self-reactive. And this is a type of uh, lymphocyte, a white blood cell, which um, could potentially damage our tissues. And it could go and then bind to um, another cell called an antigen presenting cell, which is presenting some foreign particle to the immune system. For example, it could be um, a peptide from gluten in this case. So this autoreactive T cell could then go and bind to this antigen presenting cell presenting a peptide of gluten and then that could uh, set off a cascade and generate um, more autoreactive T cells which then could eventually go and um, destroy tissue. Now examples of genetic susceptibility um, include um, our AIRE gene uh, and uh, this gene, also called AIR, could have mutations that affect the expression of autoantigens. 
Now, autoantigen just means self-antigen. These are um, antibodies that are made to our own tissue. For example, we see this in things like Hashimoto's where there's an antibody made um, to um, an aspect uh, of our thyroid. Uh, now, um, these mutations in our air gene um, would basically affect the expression of these autoantigens and uh, they could be, let's say, in the epithelial cells of our gut. Um, and then our, body, um, our body's tolerance, it's called tolerance, is thrown off. We no longer are tolerating um, our own tissue. We also have what's called the HLA system, and HLA stands for human leukocyte antigen. Uh, leukocyte is just another word for uh, white blood cell. And it's critical in helping uh, with antigen, antigen presentation uh, in uh, proteins that are inside and outside of our cells, uh, aiding in the regulation of our innate and our specific immune response. Now, certain mutations are highly uh, correlative with different autoimmune diseases. Uh, for example, a mutation in our HLA-DQ genes um, are involved in celiac and type 1 diabetes. And so um, those of us who have these genes um, are more likely to be susceptible to reacting to uh, gluten peptides um, presented uh, to T cells. And our T regulatory cells uh, can then become defective. Uh, for example, our FOXP3 and our CTLA4 T cells are essential for tolerance. For example, our FOXP3 and CTLA4 T cells are essential for what is called tolerance. And um, they can be thrown off by this whole process. There are basically three forms of tolerance or three ways that the immune system keeps autoimmunity in check. The first is oral tolerance, the second is central tolerance, and the third is peripheral tolerance. Now in oral tolerance, we're talking about um, the mouth, right? Uh, basically, we have this tube running from the mouth to the anus, um, also known as our gut, and we have a microbiome in it um, that contains about 39 trillion cells. Um, according to research, let's just round it up and call it 40 trillion cells. And literally, we've talked about this before, 70% of our immune system lives in this tube. And when this microbiome in this tube or in our tube, becomes overgrown with pathogens and gets thrown off, then we end up or can end up with what is called intestinal permeability. And basically, I like to think of this as like, um, like a hose that's been sitting in the sun for quite some time. Think of our tube um, of our gut as a hose sitting in the sun. When a hose is sitting in the sun, and let's say it's got some water in it, it um, begins to swell a little bit. Uh, um, it becomes sort of inflamed. And um, an old hose, um, or a hose that's not um, in the best shape, uh, might become a little bit porous. We might see some leaks. It might become a little bit like a sieve or kind of like a cheesecloth. And this is exactly what happens in the gut. Our gut becomes a little porous, and we have intestinal permeability or leaky gut. And then um, when undigested or not fully digested food contents are kind of moving down our tube, let's say we had some bread, again, we broke it up into uh, peptides. It hasn't actually become amino acids yet. Um, anyway, it can be moving down this tube and then um, where there's areas or holes um, or, or permeability, it can breach that barrier 
and what runs alongside the other end of that tube, but blood vessels. So basically, these peptides um, and undigested food contents can breach the barrier and then they can end up making their way into our blood um, and then our immune system uh, can kind of go a little haywire. It's going to see that and um, depending on the person and their genes and their environment um, and also their constitution, their, their body, um, they're going to respond accordingly and it could be um, with an inflammatory or, or an autoimmune response. <clears throat> So in other words, um, our oral tolerance then fails and we can end up with uh, the beginnings of autoimmune disease. Uh, for example, peptides from uh, gluten or dairy uh, could end up in our blood and then cause this response. Now the second type of tolerance is central tolerance and this mainly has to do with what's called our thymus gland. And it's a critical part of our lymphatic system. Uh, it's a small gland uh, located behind our lungs and behind our sternum and um, it uh, sits just um, uh, just in front of and above the heart. Now, just a reminder, the lymphatic system is a lot like our sewage system in our body, or I like to think of it as like the sewage system of our body. It helps to identify, uh, to sequester, and to carry away the garbage and toxins and break down products that might otherwise make us sick. Now, the thymus gland, um, again, an organ in our lymphatic system, helps to make our white blood cells, the ones known as T lymphocytes, also known as T cells. Uh, you can think of you know the T and thymus standing for T cell. And um, these cells can also be, uh, or there's forms of T cells that can be uh, made and activated in our intestines and so on. But for purposes of simplicity, we're just going to focus here on the thymus gland. Basically, it's, uh, it's where training takes place. Our white blood cells are trained to fight disease and infection. And if our thymus gland begins to defectively express certain molecules, such as ICA69, then it could induce an autoimmune response in different organs of our body. Now, the third type of tolerance is called peripheral, which kind of makes sense because the thymus gland is more centrally located. So you think of uh, peripheral areas of the body. And basically, this peripheral intolerance ensures that defective B and T cells, which escape the thymus gland, uh, do not run rampant and cause autoimmune disease. So let's talk a little bit about ANA, uh, also known as anti-nuclear antibodies. Um, these are sometimes positive uh, in patients, and they can be a precursor to certain autoimmune diseases. Not in every case, but they can be. Uh, diseases such as lupus, uh, Sjogren's disease, uh, even rheumatoid arthritis. Now, this is actually an antibody to the cell nucleus in our bodies or to the nuclei of our cells. Now, how in the world could this possibly happen? How, it is it, how is it that our body could make an antibody to our own nuclei? Well, one answer is in environmental factors, such as heavy metals or chemical toxicants. They can actually enter the cell and they can bind to our nucleus. And then our body can begin to attack its own nuclei because it sees that there is something foreign attached to or bound to our own cell nuclei. Now, here's an example, and this, this is some uh, recent research, uh, some recent studies that have come out, 
have shown that mercury, for example, can enter the cell and it can bind to the nucleus. So um, let's say that um, a person consumes a lot of canned tuna and they um, are, are consuming a variety that's particularly high in mercury and uh, they end up with high levels of mercury in their blood. Well, this, um, these mercury um, uh, molecules uh, can um, penetrate uh, through the cell membrane and they can uh, cause our ANA to rise and they can initiate an autoimmune reaction by binding to the nuclei of our cells and that could lead to stage one of autoimmune disease. So this is an example of how an environmental factor such as mercury could trigger an autoimmune process in our body and lead to stage one and perhaps um, progress to stage three of autoimmune disease. So that concludes today's episode of the Modern Vital Podcast. We would love to hear from you. We value your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to me at ben at modernvital.com. Also, please leave us a review if you enjoyed this episode. And we look forward to having you join us next week for another exciting episode of the Modern Vital Podcast.